Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a second to remind you that I have a quiz available for you to be able to determine what is holding you back from unlocking that true freedom that I talk about all the time. You know that I'm obsessed with helping female entrepreneurs be able to gain true time freedom in their businesses because really that's the success that we're looking for in entrepreneurship. And a lot of times we don't know where to start. One thing I know for sure is that it takes intention and purpose to be able to get there. So if you're spinning on the hamster wheel of work without a moment to breathe, this quiz could be your first step to reclaiming your time and your energy. Don't let your business own you. Click the link in the show notes to find out where you need to start. Welcome. I'm Asya Mahmood. I'm an entrepreneur, a children's book author, now a podcast host, a mother, wife, sister, daughter, friend, and boss, and I'm taking you behind the scenes of trying to have it all. Join me as we talk about business, motherhood, and all things life in between. This is the She Busy Podcast. Hello there. Today, I am so excited to bring on a very special guest. She's an award-winning dentist, an accomplished entrepreneur. She's been awarded 40 under 40 in the Dallas area, and she's also been recognized as 40 under 40 dentists nationally. She's basically superhuman in her ability to get so much done every single day. She's a total boss and a rock star, and she happens to be my little sister. She's also a wife and a mom to two young boys. Fun fact, her son and my daughter are less than a year apart, and both of our younger sons are three years old. They're the same age, and they're only a few months apart and are in the same classroom at my preschool at Windhaven Academy. So today we are going to be talking about how we stay productive and things we do to be more efficient with our time as busy entrepreneurs and mothers of young children. So I'd like to welcome to the show today my sister, Dr. Sarah Mahmood. Hey everyone, my name is Sarah and we are excited to have a conversation today on the importance of preparedness when you live a busy, busy life. So a little about me, I'm a dentist and an entrepreneur. I have a few dental practices in the DFW area, and I'm also a mom to two boys, a three-year-old and a four-year-old. And um, I'm Asya. I am a daycare and preschool owner in Plano here in Texas. I have a large facility. We are licensed for almost 200 children. And we're closely reaching that point uh, now, which is fun. I also have two little kids as well. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. Yes, we both have three-year-olds. And all four of our kids actually go to my school. So I get to spend a lot of time with all of them. So I think the reason this topic holds near and dear to both of us and to hopefully a lot of you out there that are tuning in is because... Your life changes so much when you become a mom, and it also changes so much when you own a business. It's like their own, their, your business is also your child in a sort of way because you're nurturing it and growing it and wanting it to be successful, and obviously you do the same with your own children as well. And so the power of preparedness and how that's evolved for us over the years has been so pivotal in just maintaining sanity and being successful to some degree. I mean, however you define success in both business and in parenthood. 
And I think what's interesting, too, as far as us getting together, of course, other than the fact that we're sisters and kind of on the same journey, is that you were actually a business owner before you became a mom, and I was a mom before I became a business owner. So while I, I still worked, but I was not a business owner when I became a mom, so having to do that while I already had a child, and, and uh, full disclosure, I actually had my second one on the way when <laughs> I got to school, so that was a fun time, but you actually got to run the business without it, and and with I don't know which part's easier. I don't know yeah. which way goes easier. Which comes first, the chicken or the egg, to make it easier? But yeah. it's, you have to you have to integrate both into your life in some way. And, different, and you know, I actually opened the second practice that I have when I was pregnant That's too. Right. And there's almost like a sense of I I mean, for at least me, it was like I can do this. I'm right. a badass, but almost to the point of like neglecting even acknowledging that I was pregnant. And so I don't know if I would recommend that, but no. um, when you're wearing both hats of wanting to grow your business and be a mom, you know, sometimes you have to make tough decisions and finding a balance is probably impossible. Sure. And, and opportunity, you know, is something that I guess that was calling for both of us at that time. So while I don't recommend running out and doing this while you're pregnant, I definitely, um, it, you know, it, it all works out. It can be sense. done and kudos to those of you that are doing it or have done it because it's definitely no easy feat and we see you. Yes. But regardless, if you have kids, you have a business or even, you know, a high level, high performing job, um, we, we definitely just want to talk about the things that I guess make our lives easier. And then maybe you can chime in with what makes your life easier. Yeah. And you know, um, both my sister and I love to read and it's crazy. You could read a book but you don't actually put it into action or like really understand the value of what you're reading until later. And I think that's how certain books like Atomic Habits were for me. Right. You know, at that point when I read the book, it really resonated with me. It's such a popular book and I love James Clear. I love following him on Instagram. I love his weekly newsletters, but you just need to, you know, you need to see something a few times before it really resonates with you. I think the magic number is seven. And I use that with my team too. If you repeat something seven times, verbally or in writing, it's more likely to stick. And um, so when I read Atomic Habits, I can't say that I immediately put any of it into action. But you know, over the years, it's become so critical to me to build on habits slowly and incrementally. And in the world we live in where everything just seems to be happening so fast paced, like everyone has a million dollars in a mansion, you know, it's like things take time and good things take time and that's okay. I agree. And the same thing happened with me. I mean, Atomic Habits was one of those books that you're like, oh, you kind of have to read as someone yeah. who wants to be a high performer. Uh, and, and it was great information, but it did take a couple of times of taking in that book uh, to really understand how to develop. Because even like things that he mentions in the book that sound like they make so much sense, right? You're reading the book and, you're, and he mentions in there to try to make the habit as small as possible, you know, when you first start and, and try not to get ahead of yourself, but it's hard not to, right? Well, especially when you're in this kind of setting. So um, I would read the book and then be like, yeah, I'm going to do something really small every day. And then three days in, I'm like, that's not enough. I need to do more and, and then try to do more and fail exactly how he had said in the book. So I feel like, you know, that's one of those things. That... I think I'm the opposite. I think I go way too slow. Right. And so I think we have like a different like uh, approach to building better habits because I go like at a snail's pace and you and, and my husband both are always like zero to 60. Right. And I don't, I think a happy medium is probably more ideal, <laughs> but, and, and so, yeah, so that book was really instrumental in just understanding that small things do add up over time. 
Um, and that's why, you know, one of the things I really want to hammer in is we want to talk about this because preparedness creates and cultivates joy. You know, when you live a life of chaos and that is like intrinsically a part of being a mom and also a part of being an entrepreneur. And if you do both, you're just swimming in it, like drowning in it is probably a better word. So we firmly believe that having a sense of preparedness allows you to find more joy in both of those things in parenthood and in running your business. Because if you're not having joy, what's the point? I agree. Who are you doing this for? I agree. It does. It takes the fun out of it. You know, when things just are kind of going crazy all around you, it affects your health. It affects your well-being. It affects your mood so that when you are spending time, whether it's with your kids or your business, it's always kind of not worthwhile (laughs) either way. So I think... Uh, being prepared can definitely help, but there's not many huge things that you have to do in order to even start that, right? So like the Atomic Habits, you you start small and you can find ways to calm the chaos as much as possible and create that joy. And, you know, like everyone's heard the adage, like work smarter, not harder, but like really, really reflect on that statement. When you prepare yourself for what you realistically can accomplish in a day, You allow yourself to be more efficient with your time. I have a colleague that just opened a practice and like it almost feels like they brag about working 16 hours a day. But to me, that's working too hard and not smart. You do not. There's no reason. I mean, I don't want to make a blanket statement here, but a majority of the time, are you really utilizing your time well if you're having to put 16 hours of your 24 precious hours in a day into your business? I feel like that should be made more efficient and it should be a priority to be more efficient with your time. Being a business owner or being a mom doesn't need to feel like torture. If it feels like torture, then you need to step out of your, like your own body and kind of reevaluate your choices. Well, then let's talk about how we can actually prepare. Like what do we do that we can actually, what are your habits, I guess? What's one of your top things that you do to prepare for your day or your month or your year, whatever yeah. it might be? I mean, that was that. I mean, just playing off of that um, story, you know, it was an intentional choice for me to cut down my work hours. I say that about my colleague because when I first opened my business, I too was putting in an inordinate amount of time. And so did my husband. And we were, you know, looking in hindsight, you don't realize when you're in the thick of it, but we were unhappy. And it was like a more common state to be in that like flustered, never catching up kind of feeling than feeling a state of like, I've got it. I'm okay. Like things are okay and having faith that things are fine. So I made an intentional decision that I only want to be actively working eight to 10 hours a day during the weekdays. And that doesn't happen by just snapping your fingers and making it happen. Although for some it can, but once you make that choice, you re-engineer your decisions throughout the day so that you can accomplish what you need to put a hard stop. If you find yourself working more than eight to 10 hours a day today, make that decision that you want to stop for the sake of your sanity and for the sake of your family and for the sake of living this one precious life that we have. So then what would you advise as far as what kinds of things to do to work smarter and prepare so that you're not having to put in longer hours than you would want to. No, I definitely agree. And so one of the things that I I'm so grateful for is I stumbled upon this life coach and I watched some of his like free videos. I didn't sign up with him. He's not my life coach, but he has a lot of content on his website. And he said, you know, when he goes in to see his clients and he looks at their schedule, 80 plus percent of their day is busyness and only 20% is income producing. So if you just make that one black and white distinction, like what are you doing throughout the day? 
Is it busy work or is it directly related to your ability to increase your income? And once you start to look at your, your schedule that way, you just immediately start to become more productive. I agree. I agree. I think on that note, like something like time blocking, which I feel like everyone's kind of heard of, uh, but it, it's really important. It's one of those things where it seems like, oh, maybe it's not feasible or because you're a mom and a business owner, you look at your calendar and you're like, well, I got to have open times for what if somebody needs me or what if, you know, my kids need me or whatever it might be. But and, and time blocking shouldn't be something that you look at and and constrain yourself and like, well, if my kid needs me, then I absolutely can't do it because from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. I'm doing so and so. But there is a certain level of like blocking that time and creating it, whether you have to talk to your spouse about watching the kids for a little bit or let your staff know that, hey, this is my, these are not office hours, here's a sign, let's give me an hour, I'm busy for that amount of time for whatever reason, because interruptions are usually what cause the chaos. And that could be interruptions from people like your kids or your staff, but it could also be personal interruptions where it's like a social media thing comes up or notification pops up or you remember something all of a sudden that you want to put down. So creating that environment where you can block off the time and focus on that one activity, I think is really important. I love that. And Ryan Holiday is an author. I love his books. The first book I read of his was Stillness and the Key is the Key. And it was like so important for me to just recognize like, hey, quiet time by yourself, uninterrupted, no gadgets, time in the shower, time just sitting and thinking, time walking. That is when you truly are churning the wheels in your mind and getting your best ideas and your best thoughts. Block that on your schedule too. And everyone benefits from it. I own dental practices. And, you know, this time last year, we were putting patients wherever they wanted to go, wherever there was an opening, you'd put it. And now we have blocks like this is for emergencies. This time is for fillings. This time is for crowns. This time is for new patients. And there's just so much more sanity and like predictability in the day. And so, yeah, time blocking works at every level in your business and in your home life. Um, And using a calendar of some sort just to know that it's holding you accountable so you don't forget, especially in those initial phases where you may be like, oh, shit, I forgot. Like, I'm supposed to, this is my me time, or this is my time to write, or this is my time to run payroll, or whatever it may be. And and definitely prioritize the time with your kids, too. Right. I think that's one of the things that when I first um, was starting my business, and I actually don't remember what book I read this in. It might have been, well, I don't want to say if it wasn't. But um, one of the things that I remember is that when, be where you are. You know, and that was, that resonated with me so much because so often it's, we're with our kids, but we're answering emails and then we're with, we're at work and then we're thinking about what our kids need to eat for breakfast or what we need to grocery shop for. So being mentally where you are is so important because it's easy to get distracted and to be like, oh, well, I didn't finish off the snacks for the soccer game that I was supposed to do this weekend, but I'm at work. Or when I am with my kids or at the soccer game, then I'm thinking about, oh, I got to finish that new employee paperwork or whatever it might be. So there's so many ways to get distracted one way or the other. But I think one of the things, and I can't say that I don't fall prey to this quite often, but trying to focus on, hey, if I'm with my kids and my family, then my mind also needs to be with my kids and my family. And if I'm at work, then my mind needs to be at work. And that way you can actually distinction, cause a distinction between the two and be able to hopefully work better on both sides. Yeah, no, it's so tough to delineate sometimes, but being like really mindful of, we call it my husband, I call it PTC, present time consciousness. And I'll, I'll say it to him, he'll remind me, I'll remind him, like PTC, like put the phone away. Like the kids, the kids deserve our time too. Um, and they're only young for so long, you know, so you definitely want to make sure that you're leaving that impression on them. And I personally don't want them to see us on our phones all the time. Like what a bad 
impression and we're not perfect but we try to stay mindful um, and then another thing I want to just add is like when you're creating that preparedness don't feel like you're held to another standard of having to have a calendar or put it on your as much as that may help some even if you just wake up in the morning and you think what am I gonna do today right. what is the plan for the day what are my meals for the day I mean if you if you prep your meals you're like eons above because you're able to not have to think about what you're going to door dash to your work or what right. you're going to door dash that saves so much time and even what you wear you know like the the steve jobs effect like if you wear the same thing every day you don't have to think about what you're going to wear you don't have to be that but you, you know, get drastic i know because i wear scrubs <laughs> and i'm so grateful and I, I recently met a doctor it was her she told me it's my day off but she was wearing scrubs and i was like you're wearing scrubs in your day off she says it's too easy <laughs> and it's funny but it's so true yeah. like but if you're the person that takes value and like wearing something new and cute every day kudos to you more power to you but right whatever you, brings you joy whatever yeah, yeah. but the point is to plan it right so you're not stuck there in a rut wasting time like do I want to wear my pink bracelet or my, like plan right. it beforehand and I think even on that note where you said the meal prep because it, we're not just talking like cooking the food and putting it in, in meal prep containers and putting it in the fridge even the very mere act of you know planning out hey on Monday we're going to eat this and on Tuesday we're going to eat this and on Wednesday we're going to eat this that way it takes it all out hey we're having this this is our lunch instead of like oh what are we eating for dinner and then that takes up like so, so much, much time, time. And uh, you never settle on anything, and so and so it's just not fun. So that mere act of like just being prepared on that front, and and I think one of the big things you hit on too is just kind of knowing what you're gonna do. I feel like one of the things that I I fell prey to was with little kids, like you want to catch up and catch every ounce of sleep that you possibly can, and so waking up earlier or even you know after they go to bed, just planning out. Hey, these are the top five things I want to hit on tomorrow, or this is how I want my day to look tomorrow. Even basic, just take five minutes and say, hey, you know, I want to work on this, this, and this, and the, these are the times I'm going to try to find to do it, rather than just waking up in the morning and be like, what do I have to do today? Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to cause you to sit there and stare at a screen or stare at your phone and try to figure out what are these top level things that you need to do when there's actually quite a bit that needs to be done. It's just Searching your brain for it can take some time, especially when you're in that state of chaos. Yeah. That when you're not prepared. Yeah. So I want to know, like, Asia, what do you, what did you wish you knew? Like when you first became a mom and time management, like when you first had Amara, what would you tell yourself back then, or do you just like honor where you were and the decisions you made, and did it help you become who you are right now? No, I think it did. I think one thing for me is that I was not a business owner when Amara was born, but and, and honestly, I was on a different track altogether. I think when Amara was born, it gave me so much more ambition in a way. Having, you know, we can talk about this at a different time, but having a daughter and, and wanting to set a good example for her and wanting to do more so that she could see me do more was so important to me. But one thing I feel like I didn't realize when, before I had kids, is just how much time it does take. And not just... Not just, you know, throughout the day, like you have to get another human ready, you have to feed another human and take care of another human, but, the, but mental space, you know, you're constantly thinking about what your kids need and, and what you need to do for them and how the house needs to run. And that's why they do talk about that mental um, strain on women because, you know, we have to carry the mental load as well as um, any physical load. But I think that was, I think, one of the most surprising things to me is just how much of a mental load comes with motherhood. And then when you have high ambitions or a business that just, it just multiplies. And so it's like a constant mental load. Yeah. And I think I was not 
prepared, but I, I just I didn't even realize how much that existed. Because now I feel like I take in content that's geared towards moms, so I read more about the mental load and I read more about these things. But when you're not a mom, you don't have that content geared towards you. So really, it's kind of it's like on this side of motherhood, you're like, oh, this whole world exists. But previous to that, you don't know that it exists out there until you start diving into it. So I think that was one of the big things for me that was surprising. Yeah. And I would just say, like, normalize not being an obsessive mother. You know, I don't mean to offend because I think this kind of parenting is just having a moment right now where it's like every little thing about your kid becomes this big deal. And I'm not saying we need to go back to the 50s where we're like smoking cigarettes in our kids' faces and, you know, not not having any care for their health and regard. But um, for me, I truly look at my business as something so special to me and so important to me like having a child is it's similar and i i don't think that it's fair to ask me to sacrifice those personal ambitions for the sake of like i don't think that makes you a better mom and i think like the more moms who have also have like personal professional ambitions that recognize that you're not alone in that feeling and that you're not any less of a mother because of it we all love our children we want the best for them but we don't need to be such what is it helicopter parents and so that in and of itself like allows you to feel more prepared in life because you don't feel held to a standard where you're like I have to do every little thing if you take some of that off of your like a mental and emotional plate you free up space to be able to do things for yourself I agree yeah, that's something that we could go on and on about as I far know. as having ambitions as a mom. But yeah, that episode called like she feels guilty. <laughs> mom guilt is so real. So real. I know. I say something. it like I say it like I'm some sort of like. But badass, it's constant. But it's so hard. It's constant. Yeah, it's definitely something that needs to be worked on. But you know, it's 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 there it's something that we have to deal with but I agree I mean trying to take things in stride it's it can be helpful I mean having a kid there are a lot of things we have to worry about and I know that we're all trying to like get over our our generational trauma or our childhood traumas and stuff Um, but at the same time I mean you know we want to make sure that we are raising resilient children who are able to um, get past that stuff but that's that's all for I think yeah and especially like new moms you know you're feeding your baby every two to three hours it's a mess the first few weeks are just like this whirlwind you don't know what day it is what time it is so this is not so much for you guys that are just out there surviving but as your kids start to develop like a sleeping pattern and you know hopefully are sleeping through the night um, it's so important to I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Do you want to fill that that, that sentence? It's no. so important to as I mean, kids I guess get older, I guess start to realize that you got to start building more time for yourself and time for feeling like you again because yeah. there's a lot of disconnect I think when happens when you first have your kids is you just you don't feel like yourself, you're, you know, you don't feel like yourself in your in your marriage and your in your time with your parents even and your time <laughs> in your business. Like you just I kind of lose yeah. yourself a little bit. But try to find yourself again, you know, once okay. things calm down. I got my train of thought. <laughs> I I love sleeping. Everybody that knows this, knows me, knows this about me. Yes. Is that I love sleeping. And when you have a kid, that kind of goes out the window. And as much as I would love to sleep until, like, at the same, until they wake up and then I wake up at the same time, that creates so much chaos for me. So much. So if you struggle to wake up early like I did... That's one of those things where like a small improvement 
every day or every week or every month can make a big change because if you can start waking up an hour or two before your kids do, life-changing. I mean, honestly, life changing. even 30 minutes. Even 30 minutes. If you wake <laughs> up when they wake up yeah. or after they wake up, if you have a really nice like co-parent that is taking care and holding down the fort, it's right. just you wake up into a big, fat shit show. Right, right. Even in your own brain. Yeah. you're just like, <laughs> oh my God. And trust me, as they get older, right? I mean, having, yeah. I feel like having a baby, one thing, you know, they cry and stuff. But then like my five-year-old wakes up like she... <laughs> Has just had six cups of coffee, and she has so much she wants to talk about. She's singing songs. Like, they are ready. When they come out of that room, they are ready to go. And so, if you get caught off guard because you're asleep, I mean, it's a lot to take in when someone's singing a song and another person is explaining you know, how the universe works to you in her five-year-old brain, and you're just trying to figure out what to give them for <laughs> oh breakfast. God. It's just, it's a lot. So I tell my husband we live in a state of constant trauma, and our kids are good kids, and I know your kids are good kids too. I don't care how good your kids are. If they are toddlers, you are living in a state of constant trauma. Constant. It's like constant, constant. So if you can find a way to get that quiet time before they wake up and put them to sleep in a way that you can have quiet time after, gold. It's right. money. Agreed. Make it happen. So a couple of things to kind of take away from this talk from what we've learned is evaluate your schedule, figure out what's busy work and what's income producing, especially if you're like an entrepreneur or you're in a, a profession that is, you know, taking up a lot of your time so that you start to make your days more efficient. Agreed. Yeah. And then, you know, we mentioned the time blocking as well. Try to set time aside for things um, at the very least for the main things you want to work on. Decide ahead of time things that don't need to be worried about a uh, day of things like meal plans for uh, the week, things like what you're going to do throughout the day, um, schedules throughout the week so that you're not catching yourself off guard every morning. And then take that time to reflect either in writing, just kind of building on what Asi just said, either writing it in your calendar with time blocks or just making that mental decision on what your goals are for the day. And don't beat yourself up if you don't get all of them. Yes. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Constantly give yourself grace. Yeah. We set ourselves up against these like unrealistic timelines. My strong hope is that we can all stop that. Agreed. It's not healthy. And then, yeah, the meal prepping and just doing a little bit better each day. Don't expect that tomorrow you're going to wake up at 4 a.m. and have everything figured out. But small steps add up over time. That's right. So, yeah, thanks for spending time with us. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm so grateful to you for following me on my journey As always, if you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit that follow button and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at at asya.mahmood and visit my website at asyamahmood.com. Links are in the show notes. Until next time.